God, we love you, and uh, we are thankful for you, thankful for your presence in this place. God, thankful for your ministry to us, thankful for, for everything that you've given us and blessed us with. God, we are, uh, this week of Thanksgiving, I just keep thinking about how thankful I am for you and, 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 uh, and just what you've done in my life, God. God, we're thankful for you, but this morning we, we want to dig into your word once again. And so we're thankful this morning that you speak to us through your word and that, that, uh, that your voice comes off of these pages every single time that we open it. God, I pray as I do every week that you would speak through me. God, that the words that are, that are coming out of my mouth would be your words and not my words. God, everybody in here needs to hear from you this morning and not me. God, we, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we are going to start a, uh, a two-week series today uh, called Love and Hate. Uh, and uh, you, can, you can imagine what we're going to talk about in the two weeks. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about love this week. And, uh, and really, specifically, I want to talk this week about the, a God who is love and how we participate in the love of God. Love is... Uh, uh, I'm just excited this week to, to, to explore this, to explore the God of love that we have and to see the kind of love that he's calling us to. Love is kind of a funny thing sometimes, right? Uh, I heard a story once about this guy uh, and, this, and his wife who were having some trouble in their marriage, and so they went, to, uh, they went to wedding counseling, or marriage counseling, wedding counseling. They went to marriage counseling, and uh, through the counseling, they realize, man, we've been in kind of a rut. And the husband says, you know, I've, I'm sorry, I've, I apologize. I've been doing the same thing over and over again. I come home, and I park the car in the garage, and I change out of my work clothes, and I sit on the couch, and I watch TV, and I go to bed. And that's pretty much what I do. I apologize for that. And so he comes up with his plan. And uh, this plan is, is uh, he, he one day decides he's going to execute this plan. And so what he does is after work, instead of Coming home in his grubby clothes, he goes to his friend's house, and he changes into to a nice suit, and he buys his wife some flowers and some candy, and he comes home, and he rings the doorbell, and the wife answers the door, and when she sees him, she just starts to cry, and she, he says, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And she says, it's just been an awful day. You know, the, the kids are sick, one of them's throwing up, the washer overflowed, and there's water everywhere, and, and now you come home drunk. <laughs> And he just wants to say, I love you so much. This is how much I love you. But it just gets mis- mis- miscommunicated sometimes. And it doesn't help that our language for love is really simple. We have one word for love. Love. I love my family. I love hanging out with my kids. Last time we were playing hide and seek in our house. Boys against girls. Yeah, the girls are a little better because Hayden, when he, when he hides, you know, he likes to announce where he's at. Uh, and so uh, the girls actually won last night, but we'll get them. Just give me a couple years and we'll get them. So, yeah, but I love my family. I love hanging out with my kids. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love the Detroit Lions. One of my, one of my favorite memories with my dad is going to a Lions game last year in October. I love the Lions. I love... Steak. A good steak is like amazing. It just is so nice and pink in the middle. I, I love steak. And by the way, I love God. 
Do you see how do you see the confusion here? We can talk about love a lot and and really kind of miss the point. Lucky for us, there's a there's a book in the Bible that talks a lot about love, and, and love doesn't necessarily have to be so complicated. If you turn with me to the book of First John, First uh, John, there's a there's a lot in the book of First John about love. In fact, I encourage you over this week uh, to read First John. There's only five chapters in it. It's pretty short. In my Bible, it's three pages long. All right, you can do this. You can read First John with me. First John is all about love, and 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 uh, we're gonna we're gonna focus this morning. In 1 John chapter 4, <coughs> but again, I encourage you to read it all, all five chapters this week. I'll even give you a head start by reading some of it in chapter 4 right now. So we're going to start in chapter 4, verses 7 is where we're going to start. It says this, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God, and so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. John's pretty clear here in the call that he has for us this morning. Love one another. Says it three times just in the first seven verses there. Love one another. We need to be people of love. Love one another. And there's there's interesting verbiage here. You know, the, the Greek language is not so simple uh, and, and kind of easy as the English language. We have one word for love. They have a few different words for love, in which we'll talk about a few today. But the word that is all throughout this passage is agape love. It's an unconditional love. You've probably heard all of these words before. We're going to maybe review a little bit today. But this is an agape love. It's an unconditional love. It's an undeserved love. Uh, the, the best English word that we have for it is a word that none of us really like to use in terms of this, and it's charity. Charity. Because think about it. Charity is not something you deserve. 
You don't get it because you've earned it. You don't get it because you, you've done anything. It's not because of anything that you have done. It's not because of you. You've, you've received charity because someone has given it. This is, the, this, is, this is a great description of agape. It's a very sacrificial kind of love. And, and this is the kind of love that is all throughout this passage. Every time you see the word love, it is this kind of love that John is talking about. And, and so you, you read this again and you say, God is agape. God is unconditional. God is, is, uh, is he gives us love undeserving. And he says, love one another, agape one another. Love each other unconditionally. Love each other like this. Yeah, how, do we, how, do we, how do we do this? As we love, as we agape, we're born of God. We ought to agape. We ought to love one another. And as we agape, God lives in us. And then here's this. This is the craziest part. And his love, his agape, is made complete in us. Now that's a big responsibility there. That's a, that's a big thing that we do. But how do we, how do we love in the same way that God loves? How do we become people of, of this agape kind of love? C.S. Lewis has this book. It's called The Four Loves. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's a, it's a great book. It talks about... Not only this word agape, but a few other words we're going to talk about this morning. Because there's, there's some other words in the Greek language that talk about love. And some of, them, some of them make a lot of sense. But how can we, as human beings, love like God loves? C.S. Lewis says that, that there's, there's this agape love. It's really a, it's a God love. It's over here in this realm, over here. This is, a, this is a God love kind of love. This agape love. And he also says there's three other loves that are over here in this, in this human capacity realm, over here. Right? Because as people, as humans created in the image of God, we've been given the capacity to love. What does that love look like? Well, these other three kinds of love. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a, a word called storge. It's, a, it's the word for affection. It's an affectionate kind of love. Right? This, word, this, this, this kind of love is tender. It's warm. You see it in, in parents and children. And, and you see it's not, not necessarily limited to that. Right? But it's, it's a kind of love that is kind of the most mismatched kind of love. The most unreciprocated kind of love. This is the kind of love that you see with, with parents and, and babies. Or with, even with pets and pet owners. Right, pet lovers and pet owners. This is the kind of love that you see here. This is a, a love that may or may not be reciprocated, but there's, a, there's an affection here. Right? You're able to find the best in someone. You're able to, to look past their faults. You're able to look past their weaknesses. You're able to, to find beauty in the, in the strangest places sometimes with people. This is, this is that kind of love. It's a very generous love in this way. And in that way, it sounds a whole lot like agape love, doesn't it? See, even this, this affectionate kind of love at its highest point resembles agape. It resembles the kind of love that God is calling us to. Right? And I think if we can, if we can, <coughs> it's easy to kind, of, to kind of twist this affectionate love over here 
<clears throat> and at some point wants some, wants some reciprocation. Right? You, you like it when people, people need you, and so you, you, you make it so they need you even more, and they need you even more. And so you know, there's kind of this play on this, and so there's this kind of contractual kind of love that happens in affection sometimes. Right? But at its highest point, affectionate love really resembles this love over here, this agape kind of love. Because even if you're not getting anything back, you love that person or you love that thing. And this is, this is our, our love at its highest point. At its highest point, this kind of love, this affectionate kind of love, really resembles this agape kind of love. And for, for, our, for our affections... To honor God and to be the kind of love that God calls us to, we need to move it from over here in this human realm to over here in this God realm. We need to submit that kind of love to this kind of love. And say, God, help me, help me to, to make my affectionate kind of love, help, help this love here honor you. Help this kind of love to be, to be this kind of love. This unconditional. Help me not to, not to need the, the reciprocal effects from this. God, help me to love even though I might not feel anything back. And, and as, we, as we do that, as we love, as we can kind of elevate our love in this way. See, God, God's intention for affection was never that it would stand on its own. The plan was always that it would be subordinated to love himself. It would be perfected and purified by the selfless qualities of agape love. Now, it's easy to look at, at agape and just be like, man, I'm never going to get there. I mean, this is, a, this is a God love, right? And I'm not God. If you need to hear that this morning, you're not God. So how do we love like this? I think we, when, when we can submit our love, our, our affectionate kind of love, our storge love, to God, it becomes to resemble a lot of this God love over here. What's another kind of love? There's another word that I'm pretty sure you know. Phileo. It's a friendship kind of love. You've heard the city, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, right? This is, this is it. it. It's considered the happiest of all the loves. The happiest of all the loves. Researchers tell us, though, that this kind of love is on the decline, there's not as many friendships in our culture today. All right, we might know more people. We might be friends with them on Facebook with hundreds of people. But when it comes to close friends, people that we can walk with, people that we can kind of journey with, those are few and far between in most places. Right, C.S. Lewis in his book, can, he compares uh, kind of lovers and friends. And here's what he says, lovers talk about love. They talk about their love for each other. Friends, not so much. All right, lovers look eye to eye. Friends walk shoulder to shoulder in kind of the shared journey. All right, lovers go two by two. Friends, two is far from the magic number, he says. All right, there's a difference between kind of this, this love as we would think about it and friendship, but friendship is, is, is love. And at its best, this friendship kind of love elevates each other, right? We're at a place where we elevate each other. We lift each other up. We bring each other up. We bring the best out of each other. 
At its worst, friendship brings out feelings of jealousy. How, how could they go hang out with that person and not me? How could they do this and not invite me? How could they, how could they go there? How could they do this? How could... But we're friends. <laughs> right? And sometimes friendship can kind of bring out the worst in people. But at its best, it brings out the best in people. It lifts people up. It, it strengthens people. It makes people better people. What does that resemble? And over here, that's a, that's a God kind of love. A love that lifts people up when they need it. A love that encourages others. A love that is, that is submitted to God. See, and as believers, it's our responsibility to submit our friendships. This kind of love over here, this this phileo kind of love it's our responsibility as people who believe in Christ and who follow God to to submit that kind of love over to this area here this God kind of love and be able to just pray God God thank you for this friendship God thank you for putting this person in my life they are a gift they're a gift from you may I recognize that God help us to speak to each other like you would speak to us. Help us to speak your words to each other. Help us to, to, uh, <clears throat> to strengthen each other. Help us to encourage one another. And as we begin to, to think about our friendships and, 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 and kind of submit our friendships to, to God, we begin to see that our, that our friendship kind of love begins to resemble this agape God kind of love over here. There's another kind of love, it's called eros, and typically this is thought of as a, as a very sexual kind of love, erotic kind of love. And that definitely fits in there, but it's, it's bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. All right, there's two, two big characteristics of this eros kind of love. First one is, is eros talks big. Eros, the kind of eros love just kind of drowns out all other voices in your life. It talks big, and it sacrifices big. Have you ever known a couple that got together, and you thought, man, they should not be together? Man, they should, there's no way that that is going to work out. If she knew that about him, or if he knew that about her, that would not have even started, right? They, they don't belong together. This isn't the right time in their lives. They should be waiting. Have you ever, have you ever had these thoughts about that? No one's responding, but I'm just going to assume yes. All right. Have you ever tried to vocalize that to them? How well did that go? I'm going to guess that it didn't go very well. And I'm going to guess that they didn't believe you. And even if they did believe you, it isn't going to matter because Eros, this Eros love is talking so loudly into their ears that they would rather be miserable together than happy apart. Right, this, is, this is just the kind of Eros love. It talks big. It, it speaks with a loud voice in people's lives. But it sacrifices big. I, it doesn't matter if we don't have a place to live. It doesn't matter if neither of us can pay for food. It doesn't, none of this matters because we love each other. 
right, we'll, we're going to sacrifice whatever it takes. We'll sacrifice anything or, or anyone to be able to be together because this is our, our love together. Right, this, is, this, is, this is Eros' love. And in that sense, when, when you're talking about it, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. I love you. What does that sound like? That sounds a whole lot like a God kind of love. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you do. Because I love you. And I will sacrifice anything for you. Even my own son. Because I love you. Now it doesn't take long though. For this Eros kind of love to go down a rabbit trail and not look anything like a God kind of love. So what do we need to do? We need to submit this kind of love to God. And as we do that, it begins to look and feel a whole lot more like this kind of love. Like an agape, God kind of love. You can see here that these, these other three kinds of love, they're not, it's not like they're necessarily separated from what God is expecting of us. This agape kind of love. Each and every single one of these other kinds of loves, I think, can be elevated to a God kind of love if we just submit it to God. Each and every one of these kind of loves, this, the friendship kind of love, an eros kind of love, uh, <coughs> every single type of love that I've just talked about can be elevated if we just submit it over to God and we can love in the way that God would have us love. But here's the thing, we can't do any of that if in our minds and our hearts we are not submitted to God. We cannot love as God loves unless we accept first the love of God to us. This is what it means to love. We have to move it. We have to move from this side of love, this human capacity, this human style of love. We have to move it. We have to elevate it by submitting it to God. And when it's over here, we begin to look and feel a whole lot more like the agape God kind of love. How do, we, how do we do that? Pastor Chris, you made it sound so easy. It's just, we just got to do it, right? That's what you're saying. We just got to do it, right? And sort of. It can be a lot harder than that, right? Sometimes it's hard because we don't see it, right? It's like that couple you tried to go talk to and say, this really isn't good for you, right? They didn't see it because why? Because they're so stuck in this Eros kind of love over here. They're just hearing all of this right here and they they don't hear you. They don't hear God above the loud voice of the Eros kind of love. It's hard when we're stuck in that kind of love and we don't see it to elevate that and to submit that to God. It's hard when we're in this, this friendship. And maybe it hasn't always been a friendship that where we've lifted people up. 
It hasn't always been a friendship that's made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It hasn't always been this kind of friendship. How do I, how do I elevate that? How do I, how do, I do this? It's, like I said, it's not as, not as easy. Because sometimes, even in, this, even in the affection kind of love, what do we want? We want to we we receive affection. It's hard to always be loving someone else and never really feel that love reciprocated towards you. It's hard sometimes to be stuck on this side of the love equation. But as we submit it to God, and we submit it to God again, and submit it to God again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. We begin to move closer over here, and closer over here. Verse 9 says this. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. That we might live through him. How do we love in a way that God loves? We live through Him. Amen. None of it can be done if we're just going to stay in this human side and just kind of embrace the humanity of our love. But when we live through God and when we begin to submit our lives to God and submit our love to God, it begins to look a whole lot like this over here, like this agape kind of love. Difference, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And we love because he first loved us. This is why we do it. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. If you love God, if you have claimed Christ, if you believe and you have faith, then this is the kind of love that we need to be seeking. And so we need to be very intentional about our love on this side, on the human side of things. We need to be intentional that in our, in our affections we are, we are submitting this to God and saying, God, I love I love this person, I love this person, even if they never love me back, even if I never feel the love that I'm giving to them, even if I never feel that put upon myself, I know that you love me and I don't need this because I've submitted my affectionate kind of love to you. God, in my friendships, I submit my friendship to you. God, help me to speak words to my friend that, that, that you would speak to my friend. Help me to, to encourage this person. Help me to, uh, to lift this person up. Help me, help me, God. Help, help this friendship to honor you. God, help me in this arrow's kind of love, with this, with this voice is speaking so loudly into my ear that sometimes that's all I can hear. Help me, God, to know your voice and to hear your voice and to hear when you tell me that you love me. Help me to hear you, God. Help Help me. And all of a sudden, as we're submitted, look where we find ourselves. We find ourselves squarely in the love of God, submitted fully to Him. And this is what it means to love one another. See, God didn't just say agape one another. 
just to say it. He wasn't saying it and thinking, I mean, there's no way they're actually going to do this, but let's just write this anyways, John. John, there's, I, I, there's no way that they're actually going to love unconditionally because they're humans, but I mean, we'll just throw it in there. No. This is a command from God. Love one another. Agape one another. I love unconditionally one another. How do we do that? It can only be done as we submit our human capacity to love to God and we begin to love as God loves. This week, I, I, as we go forward, I want you to just be thinking. It's a good week for this, right? You can, you're going to see probably a lot of people this week. A lot of family, a lot of friends. I want you to think about all this stuff. Think about the way in which you love other people. And would you just seek God in this? And say, God, how could I submit this relationship? God, how could I submit this love to you? God, help me to love in a way that you would love. As God loved us, so we ought to love one another. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, we're thankful for you this morning. We're thankful for, uh, for this book of 1 John that teaches us a lot about love. God, help us to, to love in a way that you would have us to love. God, help us to love in an unconditional, agape kind of way. God, help us to, to elevate our love to you. Help us to submit our love to you, God. Help us to submit our friendships. Help us to submit our affections. Help us submit our, our Eros kind of love, God. Help us to submit all of this under your authority that we might look and love a whole lot more like you do, God. God, we believe that this command in Scripture to love one another with an agape kind of love is no accident. God, you didn't, you didn't just throw that in there arbitrarily and say, I hope you can do this. God, this is... This is what we need to be doing, God. Help us, to, help us to do that. Would you challenge us? Would you shape us this week as we go? God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you stand with me this morning? And let me just pray this, uh, this prayer of blessing over you. May a God of love May the agape God go with you and go ahead of you this week. May he challenge you and shape you. And as you love one another, would he convict you and challenge you to, to submit that kind of love to him, that you might love with an agape God kind of love this week. May you go and make a difference in your community. Go in peace and go in love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.